0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Rock with it. You ever heard of Lean With It Rock with it? You ever heard of Lean With It Rock with it? They uh, <laughs> don't listen to Lean With It Rock with it in Alabama. Let's go, man. Good. Come on, Jarrell. Let's go, Jarrell. Here we go. Open man. Time to go to work, Perry. Time to go to work, Perry. Time to go to work, Perry. Move. Woo! Damn. That's one. That's one. Watch the guys go, man. Young guys, watch the older guys. You got to work, man. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We have a jam-packed show for you today. I've been I've received messages on top of messages, on top of messages, DMs after DMs after DMs. Everybody on the chat right now, if you get the right number, I will put it on the screen. And I don't know. I'll. I'll send you a free LSU uh, face mask. How about that? A free LSU face mask of how many DMs did Blake Rafino get today about Marcus Freeman? (laughs) It's going to be interesting. We got a great... A great show in store for you tonight, the Marcus Freeman update. What is going on? Even though I got called a fake insider by somebody who actually got his credentials pulled by LSU because he forgot how not to leak information that he was given, even though that happened, that's okay. You couldn't run anything and you didn't even know about Marcus Freeman anyway. But we will talk about Marcus Freeman as the show goes on. Also, former LSU pitcher Zach Pearson is our first guest. I did this on purpose, but our first guest of 2021 so excited to talk to Zach he's always a wealth of knowledge I'm really looking forward to talking with him we might get in a little Saints talk as well considering that they are in the playoffs uh Alvin Kamara hypothetical trade Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston we'll touch on that as well but before we get started guys as always do us a favor by hitting the like and share I I slipped up a little bit last night so let me reiterate this if you go to our YouTube channel at RU Serious Sports and you hit that subscribe button, you will be in a drawing for a $100 gift card, which we will announce what that gift card is uh, next week. So go there, subscribe, hit the like button, and all will be well. But before we get to that, we got to pay some bills around here. And none better than our good friends over at GM Varnado and Sons. GM Vandu, and Sons has faithfully been serving your sick <laughs> faithfully been serving your Denham Springs and Bat Rougier for over 62 years. With your highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Ruffino over at AYS sent you by. And for the number one Ford card salesman in all of the state of Louisiana, I wish I could make this up, Mr. Woody Clark over at Robinson Brothers Ford Lincoln. To see all of their beautiful inventory, all you have to do is go to RobinsonBrothersFord.com. That's RobinsonBrothersFord.com or give them a call today at 225-663-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. I found the comment, I saw it. But Stephen Miller, it is not 867 I wish I was. Boom, shakalaka. Well, it's 136. Rashad, I'll send you a free I'll send you a free mask, my man. I'll send you a free LSU face covering. 136 messages today in reference to uh in reference to Marcus Freeman. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into it before we get to anything else. Uh what is the what is the uh really what do we need to know? So let's start off with the negative. Okay, let's start off with a negative because I want to end on the positive note before we get Zach Pearson in here at 7 uh, 727.25. Let's start with a negative. He left Baton Rouge and he didn't sign a contract. Or did he? The thing that's going to go on and what, thing, and what people need to understand is that this man has six kids. This man has a wife. This man is the godfather and his, one of his children, the godfather is Luke Fickle. He's a Midwest guy. This is a big decision for a very young individual. It's not like Joe Brady. It's not like Joe Brady who could, hey, man, I'm already in New Orleans. All I got to do is go right down the street and get paid more money to call offense. That's not what this is going on here. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Sources at Notre Dame and people inside Notre Dame are nervous. Because when Marcus Freeman went to South Bend without his wife, they started freaking out. When he came down to Baton Rouge with his wife, they were like, oh, shit. It's a good sign. All these are good signs of what's going on with Marcus Freeman. Just because of what happened with Jake Peets and DJ Mangus this week does not mean what just happened with Marcus Freeman is not going to be good. And I will tell you this, and I posted a video on Twitter today. I posted a video trying to give you a hint of what was really going on here. LSU is on top of this. LSU r- ran out the red carpet. Last night, we put on Twitter and Facebook that Ruth Chris has a really good steak this time of year. Not sure if you saw that. But then today, WBRZ, good friends, was on, was on with Matt Trent. And others said, oh, this morning they said, hey, guess what? He's at Ruth Chris having him a steak with his wife and Scott Woodward and Virgil Osberry because there is something that is going on inside of LSU and all of you know it. it is the Title IX investigation that is the bad that's the hurdles you have to get over but Scott Woodward like I told you yesterday right I guess they were technically meeting as we were talking rolled out the red carpet when that man walked off the plane they said "Oh, oh two million that's what they told you in South Bend Psh, get out of here we ain't gonna get outbid and then you had reports out here saying, well, LSU is going to get outbid by all these schools. Ha ha, Texas. I'm going to get with Texas and Corey Raymond in just a minute. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. So side note, Texas is the guy at the bar. you know. So if you didn't see this, Texas is really going after defensive back coach Corey Raymond to be their next defensive back coach at Texas. Sounds like somebody wants a pay raise to me, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. What it isn't and what it is are two different things. Texas is the guy. If you ever go to a bar, Texas is the guy that sits there and he always talks up a good game, right? He's always the one sitting there and says, "Hey man, I used to, I used to, I used to uh, date that girl right there, and you, and, and she's a dime piece. She's the beautifullest girl you've ever seen in your life. But man, I used to date that girl right there. We used to do a lot together, and knowing good and damn well, you ain't done nothing." Texas, if you want to start spending money, you better start doing it because we're all just tired of you saying we're going to throw the bag at somebody. You ain't throwing no bag at nobody outside of the head coach. You ain't doing nothing. Stop coming to Louisiana. And by the way, Nick Saban, stop stop getting Steve Sarkisian to do your dirty work. You don't want Bo Davis to come to Baton Rouge. You want Coy Raymond to leave LSU. Do your dirty work. Focus on a national championship game because when you if if your ass gets beat this week, you have a lot to a lot to talk about. You have a lot to talk about. Back to Marcus Freeman. I had everybody on Twitter telling me, Blake, I can't believe he left Baton Rouge and they didn't give him a deal. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you that Marcus Freeman was offered a deal from LSU. And what he's telling you and what everybody's trying to tell you, please read between the lines when I say this. He wants to talk to Luke Fickle before he makes a decision. I mean, I can't be... I can't be any more um, plain and... or give it as more plain and simple as I'm giving it right now. So let's go to my confidence meter in reference to Marcus Freeman. Number one, I feel extremely confident Marcus Freeman is going to be in Baton Rouge. I do. Now... Chaotic if you're just now watching the show, first off, my name's Blake Grafino. Nice to meet you. But if it's your first time watching the show, let me tell you this coaching searches are always fluid. Things can always change. What I'm telling you at seven twelve on Thursday, the seventh of January twenty twenty one, could be something completely different and more than likely will be different at seven twelve on the eighth of January twenty twenty one. It always changes always changes but what we have to understand is that this guy wants to make a calculated decision because he wants to be a head coach now I kind of hinted at the show uh, on the show last night that he does have other, other suitors Cincinnati which I don't think he's going to go back to Cincinnati because money talks and you know what walks in a, in a tightrope Oregon's defensive coordinator looks like he might be getting a uh, head coaching job at Boise State do they come in late do they do it now we don't know Notre Dame. Everybody at Notre Dame, I'm going to read a text for me right now, so I have it right here on the screen. We don't feel confident whatsoever that Marcus Freeman will ever step foot in South Bend again as a head coach or as a coach. That is a co- that is a source, and all of you know the national shows and radio shows that we go on to. The source that I have at Notre Dame just told me this. So what now? in God's honest truth. Unless Texas wants to start getting involved, Auburn's out of it. Unless Texas wants to start getting involved, it's really down to LSU and Cincinnati. So let's take this for what it's worth. If he does, if Marcus Freeman does come to LSU, and let's hypothetically say that he does, if he wants to be a head coach anywhere, it is more attractive to other bigger schools if you're a defensive coordinator at Louisiana State. If you don't believe me, ask Dave Aranda because he's at Baylor. Oh, and by the way, by the way, he went from talking to UNLV because he was worried about winning a national championship. What? that would have been, what, four days? A year ago in four days? He was worried about winning a national championship, and he wasn't even talking to anybody, and then Matt Rule went to Carolina, and all of a sudden, he's at Baylor. I feel extremely confident Extremely confident that Marcus Freeman is going to be at LSU. I can't tell you, I cannot tell you more than what I'm telling you right now without getting out there. Because what happens is Blake Grafino said, Hey, I'm gonna promise you right now Marcus Freeman's gonna come. I'm not gonna do that. Because he didn't sign Jack Diddley. He wants to talk to Luke Fickle. But the question will be what will Luke Fickle tell him? Because Luke Fickle is probably not leaving Cincinnati. So as this matriculates and as this continues to go, now everybody kept telling me today and sending me messages and, and, and posting on Twitter, Blake, I've been refreshing my page all day. Why haven't you said anything? Because I told you to look at it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But he's going to meet with uh, Luke Fickle tomorrow. And how that conversation goes, it's going to leak Friday or Saturday. And I'm I'm assuming, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to know within a reasonable amount of time that Marcus Freeman has accepted the role as defensive coordinator at LSU. Now, what happens if he doesn't? What happens if he doesn't? <laughs> I really don't know at this point. Derek Mason, Auburn. Uh, Barry Odom staying looks like he's staying at Arkansas. Chris Richard looks like his name's cooling off and he's wanting to get back in the NFL. What I will tell you is that I think that Marcus Freeman gave him a gave LSU a pretty good uh idea of what his plans are going to be. So if he wasn't going to Notre Dame or if he was going to Notre Dame then why didn't his wife go with him? Hmm. And if he really wasn't entertaining LSU, why did his wife leave Cincinnati to come down to Baton Rouge? Hmm. Scott Woodward, and please take this for everything. If Look, how do I say this? As much as water is in this bottle, take it for a simple fact that Scott Woodward and Verge Osberry and Coach Ed Orgeron laid out the red carpet. They gave him everything that he wanted. Hey, do you want to hire a safeties coach? You got it. We got one that's in the waiting that loves Louisiana and LSU, and he could be on the phone and he could be on the plane. And by the way, he might be out in South Bend right now. You want a defensive line coach? Go pick him. Go get him. When's the last time LSU has allowed a defensive coordinator or any coordinator for that fact? They didn't do it for Matt uh, Canada. They didn't do it for Dave Aranda. But other than Bill Bush, they didn't do it for anybody. And he's got position guys that he can bring in. And if he brings in a safeties coach, which I feel very confident that LSU is going to have a safeties coach, maybe a little bit of sourcing and all that, but very confident that LSU is going to have a safeties coach in 2021, that he's going to run the show. One thing that I liked about Marcus Freeman, and I continue to like like about Marcus Freeman, I'm going to get to your comments. I'm going to get to your comments. Terry Joseph is uh, who it is. Bradley Rice put it up there. Terry Joseph would be a big pickup. So the safeties coach whose name continues to go to the top is Terry Joseph. Cousins with wide receiver's coach Mickey Joseph. Another great recruiter. And I, quite honestly, a hell of a talent. Or, uh, he develops talent really well. Be interesting. Be very interesting. What I'm going to tell you is this if Marcus Freeman does get hired, don't worry. Really, don't, don't you dare worry about if Russ Callaway is going to get promoted to an on-field position don't worry about that you worry about you got your offensive guys hey you know what you go get Marcus Freeman it doesn't matter what Russ Calloway wants hey Russ Callaway here's another 50 grand on your salary stay as an analyst oh and by the way when DJ Mangus leaves in a couple years or next year whatever it might be uh Jake Peets leaves oh by the way you can be the OC learn from these guys learn from Joe Brady because we're going to run the same offense just learn it and then you're going to be the next guy Oh, you don't want to be here? Sounds good. Because I guarantee you there's another another analyst out there that can make it happen. Because you love George Munoz, who still some rumblings that he might come back to Baton Rouge. You love Russ Calloway. He's still here right now. That's the least, about of your, least a bit of your worries. Don't you dare worry about Russ Calloway. Worry about Marcus Freeman. Get a couple of these comments before we get uh, Mr. Zach Pearson in here. Eric says, "As Blake, if Freeman is the D.C., does he pick up the defensive line coach? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. They're laying the red carpet out for him, dog. They're laying the red carpet out for Marcus Freeman. And if he does not come to LSU, I don't know what else LSU could have done. Because I promise you this, if there was one thing that, and everybody that always watches AYS knows I hate speaking in absolutes when it comes to coaching, but I will promise you this, LSU did not get outbid. LSU laid everything out on the table. They told him how they felt with Title IX and exactly what's going to go down, and they told him, and I know this for a fact, number four, I know it for a fact, Scott Wilber told him we're going to do everything we can in our power to get you a head coaching job and one that you might want. You mean to tell me that Scott Wilber didn't make a call over to Baylor? Hmm. Interesting. Guy's never been a head coach before. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the next head coach at Baylor after they just went to a Big 12 championship game? Hmm. Interesting. Because Dave Aranda was talking to UNLV before that. Y'all remember that? He was, oh, Dave Aranda's going to UNLV. All of a sudden, he's at Baylor. Blake got Facebook blowing up on AYS 264 and climbing. I had I hadn't even looked at it. 268. Cool. Cool. Holden says ask Blake, what's your confidence about Raymond staying? Uh 90. 90%. Uh Nick Gurje says Blake's the man. I appreciate y'all y'all saying that, man. I appreciate all y'all saying that. Let's get to some more of these comments. Uh, Rusty says, uh, Raymond isn't going anywhere, huh? Asked Blake. No, I don't think he is because Raymond's not going to make a lateral move. And I'm so sick and tired of Texas. Oh, we're going to throw, you know, I'm in a, uh, sourcing group, a sourcing texting group with all these people from different universities, Ole Miss, Texas, Arkansas Obviously, me and LSU, uh, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. We're all in this group text. And the guy from Texas today said, Yeah, man, we're going about throw the bag up there, at Corey Raymond. Stop talking about that. Because you say that every single time, and you don't go do it. He's not going to make a lateral move. Oh, he makes $900,000 now. Sounds cool, bro. Sounds really cool. Because the extra $200,000 that you're going to give him, Scott Wilbur wipes his butt with and is going to give to Corey Raymond. He's not making a lateral move. Rusty, I'm not giving up to that. I'm just sick and tired of hearing about Texas throwing the money. Well, then throw it. Michael Ray says, Ask Blake Freeman, you can fill every position, but Raymond is off limits. That's exactly what they're giving him. 100% that's exactly what they're giving him. Okay, Mr. Zach Pearson is going to be joining us in about four minutes. Let's get to a couple of these comments, and then we'll get to him. Uh, Nick says, Ask Black but he meant to ask Blake. Ask Blake, if we land Freeman, do you think he stays more than two years? Here's my take on all of this. I don't care if he stays for a year, and I don't care if he stays for two years, because if he stays for one year, that means that we had extreme success. I mean, a lot of success. And he has gotten um group of five head coaching jobs already and turned them down. What this man is looking for is a really good head coaching job, and I don't blame him. I do not blame him one bit so I think that there's a chance you keep him for two years and if he stays for one year that means you're probably back in the playoff 100% 100% and I love to see it everybody join the show if this is your first time my name's Blake Ruffino this is RU Series Sports do us a favor and hit that like and hit that share Michael Gagliano says it's my birthday wish me a happy birthday I'm drunk as bleep okay happy birthday Gags happy birthday Yeah Let's see Uh, Roderick says Ask Blake This team If Freeman is the guy Would make a championship run With the experience back And I know for a fact That they're slinging that To uh, Marcus Freeman Hey by the way We got a whole defensive linebacker We have two linebackers That were starters Last year back We have the best cornerback In the country coming back Oh by the way Elias Ricks is pretty damn good Jordan Tolles is going to be here Oh And just so you know We signed the number one player In the country Mason Smith the defensive line is going to be nasty, man. There's not anything that this man has been put on the table with that he cannot absolutely love. It's not happening. Last thing, and I'm going to get to last thing, and I, one more question, and I'm going to make a one last statement before we get out of here, or, or before we get to Zach Pearson. Uh, Colin Tibeter says "As Blake Freeman comes to LSU they win another natty next year I said what I said I'd hope so I would really 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 hope so really 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 hope so (laughs) Lee says Blake breathe I know man I'm just amped up 136 messages DMs today man I mean your phone just keeps buzzing Zach Pearson's on the other line saying hey bro hey bro I'm just joking he never called me One last thing before we get to Zach Pearson. One more thing. If you're going to call somebody a fake insider when they continuously get things right, you better come with proof. All I'm going to tell you, let me say this again. If you're going to call somebody a fake insider, you better come with proof. And there are some some times where bad information is put out there, and I get that. I don't want to get into it with anybody. But before you start coming at somebody, when AYS puts out there that Jake Peets and DJ Mangus just accepted the job and it's a done deal, and then 15 minutes later, AY, and then uh, 15 minutes later, LSU confirms it, you better stop with that, man. There's a lot of people with hate in their hearts, and if you're not seeing what's going on in Washington D.C. right now, you're talking about oh, there's so many people with hate. But man, you're posting stuff about hate, loser. All right, let's get to Mr. Zach Pearson. Let's get to Mr. Zach Pearson. Before that, we got to pay some bills around here, and none better than our good friend Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. If you're thinking about say uh, thinking about buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today. Give him a call at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Ruffino over at AYS sent you by, Mr. Zach Pearson. What's going on, brother? What's happening,
2: man? Can you hear me?
1: We can hear you. So let me get the introduction to everybody that's watching us. This is former LSU pitcher Zach Pearson is on with us at AYS right now. Comes on with us every Thursday. Uh, But it's been a little awkward, Zach, here lately because we've had Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve. So people haven't seen your face. Man, what's been going on with you the last couple weeks?
2: Um... Actually, I'm on the very back end of my uh, COVID quarantine, so nothing at all for two weeks.
1: (laughs) Don't lie to the people, Zach. Don't lie to the people, because we know what you've been doing. We saw the tweet. You're out there playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You're out there playing Call of Duty. We know what you're doing. The new PS5. You know, hey, that's got to be a lot of fun.
2: It is a lot of fun. (laughs) I did like having an excuse. I really enjoyed having an excuse to be like, sorry, man, I can't go anywhere. I got to just stick here and play this PS5 a little bit.
1: I know. Like, hey, man, sorry, bro. I got to watch my kid. We're in quarantine. You know. know. I got a baby,
2: dude. You know, sorry, I can't go to that party.
1: Hey, I have made my son an excuse more times than once. I'll promise you that. Okay, Zach, let's get into it. here. Marcus Freeman leaves Baton Rouge, and he goes back to Cincinnati. wants to talk to – Luke Fickle wants to talk some things over. In your perception, in the way that you're feeling, when you hear all that and you see all that, do you, do you Does your confidence go down, up? Does it stay the same? And tell us what is what's the power of LSU? Right, like you've played baseball there, you've been a part of that. Does the power of LSU draw this guy into Baton Rouge as the next defensive coordinator for LSU?
2: Yeah. A and, and in a lot of ways. Um so so let's let's touch on the first part of your question first. You you asked me what like what I think about him going back and and discussing it with his people. Yeah, is that like, what you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so he gets on a plane, he goes back to Cincinnati, says he wants to talk to his head coach who's been a mentor for him. The coach is a godfather to one of his children. I mean, you don't really take yep. that as a as a bad sign, do you?
2: No, not at all. In in, in fact, it would almost be weird if it weren't the case, right? Especially if he's (laughs) as close with this guy. I know. If he's as close with this guy as he is, if he's just willing to jump ship overnight, then that's either we made a a strong-ass offer or, you know, or it's just he wanted to leave anyway. But I'm okay with him going back and talking to his people. That's very normal. The guy Mm. probably has a family. This is a big decision. You're about to pack up and move to God's country,
1: you know? Exactly. Now... I'm assuming you went on a visit to LSU when you were playing baseball. Did you go to Baton Rouge for the first time? And I don't know this, so I don't know your story, so I'm kind of asking. When Paul when Maneri made that offer, did you say, oh, hell yeah. Like you Did not Did you talk it over with people, or would you have been like me and said, where do I sign? Like I w- I'll sign it right now. I'll give you a blood <laughs> oath if I got to. Did you do that, or did you go back home and talk with your family?
2: It's funny because I tried to go back home and talk with my family, <laughs> um, but but I grew up. So I grew up such an LSU fan, and then coming out of Juco, I started getting calls from a couple of different schools, and so I was trying to lump the schools into two categories. I either wanted to focus on the academic side of the student athlete or mm-hmm. the athletic side. So I had, you know, I had like your Tulane, your Rice. I had these schools that were like. Good baseball programs, but probably more stepping stones to medical school or wherever. Right. And then I had, then I had the SEC schools that were like, okay, I'm, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to major in the inside fastball for
1: a little bit. Right. You got
2: to pick. So I took LSU. LSU was my last visit that I was taking because I was a Chuco guy, and I remember saying like, sitting in Maneri's office, we did the whole thing, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back, and I want to discuss with my older brother. Before I make a decision. Mm-hmm. So we leave Alex box. I call, I call my brother. We're, we're pulling out of the parking lot. And I was like, Hey man, LSU just offered me this much. Um, I think I'm going to take it. Like, do you have any reason why I should say no? And he was like, no, are you stupid? <laughs> he was like definitely take it. I was like, cool. So I called uh, so I call Maneri back. We didn't even make it to the interstate yet. I was like, Coach, I don't know why I told you I was gonna think about it. I was like, I'm coming. He was like, Okay, great, glad to hear. It. <laughs> that was it. It lasted about three minutes.
1: Oh man, that's a, like it's like the, it's like when you're at the bar, right? I've made two bar references and you know references tonight, but this will be a good one. It's like when you're at the bar, right? It's like your friends are like, Zach, play it cool, dog, play it cool, and you always got that one friend that says dog don't be an idiot just go up there and talk to her stop being a you know whatever and go talk to her like they, they that was your brother your brother said hey call Maneri back and and just tell him you're coming yeah. that's awesome uh I'm with you Zach on that right like I, I it doesn't bother me I, I think it worked it, there is some worry right like you always have some worry when a guy leaves and I get that well, But but we'll see yeah. is it Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Cuz his phone is his phone is ringing also. Like I mean, but Correct. that goes with that goes with going and trying to get a guy that you think is worthy of the LSU DC job, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, his phone better be ringing or else who are we talking to?
1: Exactly. You know? so I'm totally, exactly.
2: I'm totally fine with going and get a guy who is wanted by many other programs and basically letting our roster speak for itself. Like you were just saying all the people we got coming back I can't think of very many college DC positions that are going to offer this guy a better slate of talent than LSU will next year.
1: Well, and it, it's that's why I asked you the last question. A part of that, Zach, was the draw of LSU, and I'm not just talking about the on-field talent as much as I'm talking about the all, everything that Louisiana LSU offers. But now we're, let's talk about some of the on-field talent. Okay, so hypothetically, you have all of your defensive line returning, two linebacker starters. Outside of one guy, your entire secondary t- returning. Oh, and by the way, Derek Stingley's coming back, and we're giving you full autonomy, and we're going to pay you a lot of money to take really talented individuals and run out there and make, it, make something successful. It's a pretty – you talked yeah. about the Will Wade offer and the strong-ass offer. I mean, how do you turn that down, right? Yeah, I
2: mean, you're essentially giving this guy an NFL lineup <laughs> and saying go, go play well in a college game with NFL players. It's hard to beat, man. I mean, we saw what Cincinnati was able to do for the last two or three seasons. They're very good. They were a Mm -hmm. very good football team. If you think more than five of those dudes could be on LSU's roster right now, you're out of your mind. And we saw what they were able to do. LSU's roster is just the cream of the crop. I mean, there are schools that are as good, but there aren't schools that are better when it comes to talent.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and they play really good collectively as a unit, you know, Like, we've seen teams like Coastal Carolina win a College World Series because uh, they're just a collection of talent, right? They have that cohesiveness. Mm -hmm. You see that in football, and they've been really good. And I'm with you. Uh, Let's go over to the offensive side right quick. Uh, They hired two young bucks. So they had an older staff. I'm sure you watched a bit of the show. I said everybody on their staff had an AARP card last year, and now they just got the binkies out of the mouths of these new coaches. how do you how do you feel about that because and here's my question i know that you've had some older coaches in your day but you did have some younger coaches that were in there did you always like having a younger coach in there that you could kind of relate to and know kind of what you're talking about as your college days were going on
2: yeah i think it's very important i think it's important to have both and lsu is going to be able to have both because when you're a football roster you also have way more coaches so like for them, it's easier to find that balance between mm-hmm. the, the the wisdom, you know, the old bulls and the young bucks. They're able to balance that out. I was lucky when I was at Eunice and at LSU. We had we had dudes that had been around the block, and we also had these young guys that were just really good, and were are taking these like great program spots as a stepping stone. And so I, I think I think I, I really like what LSU football is doing with that. I think it helps a lot for the player base. Because it's really hard for—I mean, it, it's hard for a guy who's that old to connect. These are kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the oldest guy, uh, obviously, you get rid of him; he's a freak outlier. But like everybody else is like barely able to drink, uh, you know. Right. So like, how do you connect with these people? I think it's important to have some young guys, especially with with how much with how much of a jump that uh, <laughs> with how much of a jump the, the sport of football has made in the last ten years. The game can pass up some of these old guys. We saw that when Joe Brady came in. He changed everything. And so I'm totally okay with trying to go get some dudes who can understand the game the way he does.
1: Well, and, you know, when Joe Brady's hitting the gritty pregame, look, when I was on the sidelines for a game, he's hitting the gritty with Justin Jefferson. I'm like – Oh, I, I mean come on man like it, it just exactly it, 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 it's a culture that you're building with these guys and you know Zach here here's another thing too that really gets on my nerves and I don't know if it gets on your nerves or not there's people out there and it, it's just it's not the individual that I'm saying this about it's about the slogan and what you're saying I guess hey uh does anybody know who Jake Pete was a week ago? Like, you didn't know who Joe Brady was when you got him. So yeah. does that does yeah. that even really matter?
2: No, I don't think so. I, I, and I think that if you're LSU, you grade guys based on where they've been, what they've done. You look at the teams that they're running with and the guys that they're coaching under. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's very weird to say you're talking about a coaching tree. You're talking about grabs from this coaching tree from a guy in Joe Brady who's <laughs> just about our punter's age. But – feel like it's kind of wild that that guy's got underlings already but I'm okay with going get underlings of great coach sometimes they work sometimes they don't but those are the people that they're learning from why wouldn't you want similar mindset people
1: zach, I'm Okay with it Let's run through some of these really quickly because we have a lot of Ask zacks we have a big crowd tonight Um but Brandon says Ask zach who do you think the next D line coach would be I know that that's a really tough question um, just throwing that out there, I mean, I don't know if, you, if you've if you been following it very closely in quarantine, uh, but that's a question that Brandon has.
2: I, I haven't followed that one a whole lot. How much of the defensive line does Coach O still run? Is That's is a, my question. I don't know the answer to that.
1: Well, that's a good question because Coach O talked about during the season that he took over the rotation and Bill Johnson didn't. What I would assume, Zach – and this is just me that he's gonna give Marcus Freeman free reign. Like, hey, you got Christian Lockature, who's there, he can he can come up. I mean, I think that he has free reign to make that decision. But it's a really good it's a really, really good thing that you just brought up there too, because of the simple fact that O always talks about too, hey, I'm always gonna be a partial to the D line. It's like Nick Saban. You go watch a practice yeah, it's his at, strength. Correct. It's, it's okay with that. Like yeah. yeah. What is, I mean, for example, very quickly, what is Paul Maneri coach? Does he coach the whole team, or is there something specific that he likes to teach more?
2: Both. And that's, so, like, that is the part of, that's why I question that about Coach O. It's like, yeah, there's a, you have, you have guys who, who fit into two veins in order to be a head coach. You, one, you have to have the head coaching ability But two, you also had to be really damn good at whatever you did before. (laughs) I know. That's how you become worthy of that. So for Coach O to be like, yes, I'm very good at being the head coach. That's his his own skill set. But he also is a D-line expert at the end of the day. Like, you don't just forget that because all of a sudden you're dealing
1: with more positions. Hey, T-boy, stop eating them king cakes. And speaking of king cakes, (laughs) Stephen Miller says, ask Zach, favorite place to get a king cake?
2: Oh, uh, that's tough. You see, now I'm very biased to my area, <laughs> right? Very okay. biased. Okay. I'm, I'm dead set. The best food in the world comes from the 337. So, so obviously, you can go around this area. You you pretty much just walk into any store. You're gonna find the best pancake of your life.
1: Uh, Logan asked, as Zach, who got the best boudin in Eunice?
2: God, that is so tough, dude. That's so tough. So I grew up on. I grew up on man. This is gonna be God to 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 your <laughs> listeners. This is gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> but my favorite is the Mo Water Store. That's my favorite because that's what I grew up on, and that's where my memories are tied. But in Eunice, I mean, it's the same thing with the King Cakes. There's like five locations that all slap. You know, you could yeah, right, you could just right. try them all. You'll be fine.
1: Well, and I think I'm actually surprised. Go ahead.
2: Speaking of boot apps. I'm actually surprised at how hard it is to find good boudin
1: in Baton Rouge. I it was literally would, about to say everywhere. that. There was this little um, gas station, but it changed from another gas station. They used to have boudin inside there after they did the renovations. It was right there by Le Burge. Dude, we would go to Le Burge, not get crazy, just go gamble, have some fun, and then come home. And we'd stop there, and they had the best you boudin. Heard that boudin. Oh man, did I earn that boudin? I was buying boudin for the cat for the lady working behind the cash register. I'm like, you want some of this boudin? She goes, I just made that boudin. I don't want that boudin. And then I'm saying to myself, do you not want that boudin because you're not hungry or because you made it and it's nasty? She goes, I just don't want it. So, but it was really good. I'm just yeah. gonna throw that out there.
2: No, that should tell you everything you need to know, though, because if the person who made it doesn't think very highly of it, they either know too much about it or or they're throwing some extra stuff in there. You should you should have been cautious about that.
1: I'm a 292-pound guy. I'm, I, that That's the reason why I'm 292 pounds. I never turn down free boudin. Uh, Six Pack of Kids says on YouTube, ask Zach, how, how awesome is Jaden Hill going to be this year if healthy? And by the way, Jaden Hill just made first team, and there was a lot of debate today on Twitter in reference to him versus Kumar Rocker. Zach, what do you think about Jaden Hill? Ooh.
2: Man, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. It's interesting that he's even able to be up for discussion against Kumar Rocker because I, I think the ceiling is up there. I also think the floor is way lower than Kumar Rocker's floor. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we have an opportunity to see where this guy's gonna fall. I think this dude's a ten out of ten. Like I I, I think you go I, I cannot wait to see what he's what he's giving us. But I've also been saying that every week and I don't know, uh <laughs> I almost don't want to talk it up too much and have it come back to bite me later.
1: You know what's crazy about Jaden Hill is he got hurt as a freshman and then he came in as a sophomore and then COVID, right? But then he was dominating and he was – I think yeah. the, the highest pitch he hit last year was 100 on the dot and he was just dealing and it was absolutely nasty. Dylan, we're going to get to a couple more of these. Dylan says, ASEC, do you think LSU can get to a World Series this year?
2: Yes. Uh, short answer, yes. Long answer, Absolutely. Yes. Um, They they're I think they're good enough to get to a World Series every year. I think baseball is a really odd sport. And so it's really hard to predict in that sense of like, can they lose? Of course. Can they win? Of course. Um, But, you know, you've still you still got you still got a lot of these dudes returning. You still have tons of talent the way you always do. You have your your I saw a lot of pictures of like, you know, like people don't talk about. You got Corey Couture running, you know, the athletic side. You got you got your strength coaches and everything. You have the new workout facility in there. It's just it, it's it's a machine that will spin and the, that wheel's going to keep turning, man. I think they always are in the hunt.
1: I'm just going to throw this one out there. Boudin stuff, King Cake says Chris on Periscope. Absolutely. If you've never had Boudin King Cake, uh, it would make you drive to the 337 and slap your mama, and then drive all the way out of the 337 because she never gave you boo king cake before. Uh, Zach, let's wait, get you've had that? It. I have had it. It's actually not that I've bad. Never
2: had that. It's really.
1: Let me, let me say this. I to
2: try it. I, I'm not I'm, correct. I will say this. Not very high on the idea. Out of the gate, I'm already kind of against it. I'm 292
1: pounds, and look, even I was against it. I'm like, boudin and cake does not mix. I try to bite, and then the next thing I know, there was an empty plate, and I'm like, who ate the rest of that? And then I got crumbs in my beard. That's all that that's all I remember. Okay, that's that's completely all I remember, right? Uh Zach, we have a big game this weekend uh with the Saints. Uh very quickly here your thoughts, I mean, because Alvin, something interesting, I want to get to this and we'll get you out of here. Zach okay. uh, Pearson's our guest. Deshaun Watson says he wants a trade and people are saying, give him Kamara, give him the picks, give him Mike Thomas, no. give him the picks and I'm like, geez, and yeah. am Pete. But let's just hold on to that one for just a second. This game okay. this weekend, what do you think?
2: I think Saints win. I think they're straight up the better football
1: team. Um, I do too.
2: One thing, one thing about it that was very interesting was when they were riding the line between the Saturday and the Sunday and whether or not we'll have Camara and this and that, I'm in all my group chats all week being like, no way in hell, we're playing Sunday. Like, I just <laughs> knew we were getting screwed. So I was like, no way. But then, uh, you know, I had a good point brought up to me of like, if you think No matter how much the league and Goodell hates New Orleans, if you think they're about to throw away the amount of money that Alvin Kamara brings in on a weekly basis, especially in a playoff game, you're kind of out of your mind. But I do think – I think the Saints win because I think they're a better football team. One thing that does scare me after watching, you know, almost 30 years of Saints' seasons is that this would definitely be one of the teams (laughs) that knocks the Saints out of the playoffs sometimes. Yep. If you go look at like the list of like quarterbacks who send the Saints home, it's always some trash dudes. And I feel like Trubisky is right in that group.
1: Well, he but is. I don't think
2: they win. I, I think the Saints win at the end of the day.
1: Here's what I'm going to be interested to see. And the playoffs are here. And this team has had focus a lot this season, and they've lost focus. This is Drew's last season. Okay, not, like now it's Ooh. real. Okay, now it's real. Yeah. NBC came out with a yeah. thing today that said that the Saints are the number one team on NBC when it comes from a rating standpoint, and it looks like they're not going to be on NBC, but they will be on NBC at some point if they play like the Green Bay Packers. Okay, the Saint—they yeah. want that money. Uh, they want to see Drew Brees ride it out. They're going to give them the spotlight. I knew that they were going to give them on Sunday, especially uh, in prime time.
2: You know what I would? You know what I would pay a lot of money for though. What's that? Uh, so a reverse camera, a behind the curtains camera of these Nickelodeon execs while also I'm talking about this is like a separate feature that you can buy. It's a, it's a split screen and it's uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson hmm. talking shit, but, but live mic you get to see the Nickelodeon execs and how they respond to, to, to him getting his rematch with the guy who sucker punched him earlier in the year. That's what I want to watch. That's the real, the real chess match that I'm trying
1: to. See. You would have to put those AirPods in because your son would be eternally scarred from hearing exactly what he would say <laughs> on the field. It, I, I, look, I'm all in. It, it, that guy, I, that that's neither here nor there. All right, Zach. Last thing, we'll get you out of here, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you joining us. Deshaun Watson looks. He wants out of Houston. A lot of Saints fans says make the push. I, mm-hmm. Do you make? Okay. Do you make the trade for like but, a Mike Thomas in a pick?
2: Okay. So, so that, yes. Um, and, and I have, I can back that up a little bit. I think Kamara is untouchable. If you're the Saints and you're trying to move on post Drew Brees, you do not lose Kamara. I
1: agree. Because
2: he's a, he's a, he's a draw in a lot of different ways. Uh, even if we're talking outside of on the field production, which he's the best in football. But if we're talking outside of that, he's still your dude. Like, at the end of the day, you can't lose that guy. Mm -hmm. But for Michael Thomas, who I'm a huge fan of, I love Michael Thomas. I love the way he operates. And I think he's extremely valuable. I don't know if paying huge money to wide receivers pays off as much given the amount of production they're able to have. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with dumping the money in for Drew's last two-raw because that's a different situation. Correct. But when you're when you're in the post breeze era, which it's kind of made me sad this week to think like, Man, my son will never know the time of Drew Brees as the Saints quarterback. Me too. Blew my mind. Like Drew Brees is gonna be my son's Archie Manning. You know, like what he was Correct. to me. Like you gotta know that. So I think that I mean, if Deshaun Watson becomes a possibility and it takes losing Michael Thomas, that might be ha- that might have to be one of those Drew Holiday kind of things where it's like, This sucks but we might have to get rid of him because this is a, this is your chance to stay really good for the next decade so i re, i think you got to do pretty much everything except camara and try to make that happen
1: i agree with you zach and I, i'm going to be honest if they wanted camara and make i i'm not going to say i would trade camara i would listen to it okay because it it it, it comes to a point where tradition or generational quarterbacks don't come around very often and Deshaun J- Watson mm-hmm. is, I'm not saying that Alvin Kamara is not electric. Yeah. I'm not saying all of that. But what I do know is Correct. that you can go get electric running backs that can fill a void. I, I would I would take yeah. the call. That's all I'm saying. I would take the call. Zach, right. tell all the everybody yeah. where they can follow you on Twitter and all that good stuff.
2: Twitter, Zach underscore person. Um, <laughs> I, I, always, I always say it on here, but I like to live. I like to live tweet sports games so come join me throw your takes at me i like to throw out very sarcastic hot takes um some people take them seriously and i find that very fun
1: i i think it's funny everyone that you like uh quote tweet, i always hit the little heart because when i see it i'm like he's being so sarcastic and these dudes are taking you so seriously you know it's it's great we might need to get you (laughs) We might need to, to work up. <laughs> I know we might need to get you to stream in some of the video games you play that that might be coming in 2021. Hey, all you got to do is turn on a camera and play video games. We'll talk about that. Zach, thanks. you. Thank you so much, man. We'll, we'll talk take soon. some
2: questions. I'm in. I'm all I'm all in on that. <laughs> we'll take some questions. And actually, you know, what would be great about that is if I could tell my wife, babe, I'm working, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working right now. I'm not just playing games just too. I'm OK with that.
1: We'll talk, we'll talk. All right, Zach, thanks very much, man. We'll talk soon. All right, that's Mr. Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball player joining us. All right, we're going to get to one more sponsorship, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Marcus Freeman, so stick on by. and don't. If you're just joining us, my name's Blake Rafino, and this is RU Serious Sports, and you know where you need to go to if you're on the North Shore, the number one real estate firm in the North Shore. Go to team.kw.com, and when you go to team.kw.com, You're going to see all of their great listings with all of their great real estate agents. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, when you see that beautiful home, give them a call at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them Blake Ruffino over at AYS sent you on by. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I want to continue to talk about this Marcus Freeman thing because I know it's the hot topic, right? Like so I know it's the hot topic, and I want to take some of your questions. So this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go hashtag askblake. So if you have a question about Marcus Freeman or about the coaching searches or anything like that, all you got to do is right here, hit us with the hashtag askblake, and we'll go from there. Uh Mark says, Ask Blake, would you like to know how you can I would like to know? uh, how you came up with the name AYS. Um, John McEnroe, uh, a long time ago said, you cannot be serious. So when I was coming up with the name, I, uh, I just like, well, Hey, are you serious? Cause I wanted to be serious and I hope people would take me for that. Let's see. Blaine asks, as Blake, if Raymond turns us down, do you just give Raymond his shot? Uh, personally, Blaine, I do not. Um, I think it's one thing to be an offensive coordinator or an offensive guy and to never really call plays, even though those guys have a lot of experience on how plays are being called, versus being a defensive coordinator and preparing for what this, where an offense is going to throw for you and to be a first-time play caller. Um, You do not see very often in in Power 5 schools, what you do see is guys most likely being an offensive guy getting a first shot because he's a bright mind getting a shot at being an OC. What you don't see is a guy for the first time being a DC. And I do not think that Corey Raymond wants to be a DC because he's been offered that job too many times and he's turned it down. He's turned it down. Now you could say, well, Blake, he, you know, he, he was waiting for LSU, but I know for, I could almost speak for a fact that uh, he doesn't want that job, at least not right now because he's never made it known. Uh, Remington Pierce says, ask Blake, Terrence Marshall to replace Thomas? Question mark. It's a good point. You're talking about for the Saints. Uh, it's a good point. Something you could think about. Um, he's not as physical as as Mike. Um, I would rather Jamar Chase if we could get him there, but you'd never get him. Uh, Devin Siles says, I believe Winston has gotten better to really sit back and reflect and improve his mental game. I agree with that, actually. I agree with Devin there. Will Harper says, "Ask Blake, what do you think the biggest selling point for Freeman uh, was that Wilbur laid out for him? Um, the biggest selling point, I would say, out of the gate was a title nine because his wife was there, right? Like, hey, you got these allegations that are out there. This is some wild, some wild shit that's just out there. I would say in the in the initial part." That's what LSU sold was because he met with Scott Woodward and Virgil Osbury, um at Ruth Chris. So uh, that's what I would say was the number one selling point. From an on-the-field standpoint, I think he let Coach O do a little bit of that. Um, I would say that Scott Woodward cannot sell the football program. He can sell LSU. He can sell Baton Rouge. He can sell what they could do for him from a negotiation standpoint. What he probably can't do better than Coach Orgeron can do, because Orgeron has been recruiting his entire life, was the simple fact of what's coming on around the team and what the team's going to look like. He knows Jake Peets and what they talked about offensively. He knows what he wants to do defensively. So, But from Woodward, I would say outside of money, because money, if we're going to be completely honest here, Will, I don't know how much money is that big of a factor when it comes to LSU. Hey, uh well, look, I want 2.3 instead of 2.5, or I want 2.3 million versus 2 million. I mean, now you're just talking about pennies to an LSU that doesn't really matter. Sean says, "Ask Blake how big would Mino's coming back for LSU be? Um, it's a good question. I don't know how big or how little it would be. Um, there's a reason he got fired after one season. Some people in Baylor, and I've said this before, but some people in Baylor said that he was a an issue and he was a problem." around that program very interesting that uh, they would say that so there is some talk joe burrow loved him a lot so why not bring him back in i think it's always good when you have a guy that can be an analyst who can help you out and especially when he knows sean the joe brady offense uh brandon says ask blake who would you get to be the d-line coach um i don't know what marcus freeman wants in a d-line um Christian Lockature is out there. Carl Dunbar is out there. I wouldn't mind Carl Dunbar because he's from Louisiana. Uh, But I do think that if you're going to make a hire, you do need a guy from out of state to go make some of these big hires. You'd have, hypothetically, if you would have Terry Joseph, Mickey Joseph, Corey Raymond, Ed Orgeron all on the staff, then you're leaving very limited recruiting things. For guys that are not out of the uh, from out of state, and when you want to go to recruit nationally, like a Bill Bush has been all over the place and could recruit nationally, you don't have that guy. Um, if they do, I want a guy that's been all around the country, like a Bo Davis, for example. But the SEC, I'll tell you this right now about Bo Davis: the SEC shut that down completely. And if they shut it down about Bo Davis not coming to LSU, what do you think they'll do for Hugh Freeze if Jeremy Pruitt uh, gets fired at Tennessee? Robert Law says, "Ask Blake. What do you see better next year, our defense or offense?" I would say right now, Robert, defense, because of all the, all the pieces that you have coming back. We don't know who the starting quarterback for right now will be. Does Miles Brennan come back? Does Max Johnson come back? Does Garrett Nussmeyer get a shot? Does TJ Finley transfer? I I forgot to say this last week because I said or this week. I said the kind of, the uh, the writing was kind of on the wall. TJ Finley Uh, I I, I put some feelers out there about TJ Finley it looks like he might be staying uh, at LSU at least for the spring to go through some of this new offense uh, that he fell in love with for LSU so I I would say that Uh, Corey says ask Blake thoughts on Sark trying to poach Raymond typical typical I think what happened there this is uh, just some sourcing from inside some groups I'm getting and for some, some things. Um. This is how I think it played out. Nick Saban was a little ticked off that LSU tried to go after Bo Davis um, after the show, call, uh, show calls because he got that at Alabama. Nick Saban said, hey, Sark, why don't you go try to go get uh, Corey Raymond? That's my thought. That's my thought. He was just mad, and they're playing petty ball uh Brett krill says ask Blake what do you think is our upside that will help us get Freeman instead of him going to Notre Dame a national championship uh who from No I mean the best um coaching the best coach for Notre Dame went to Vanderbilt the best co- assistant coach that has left Notre Dame went to Vanderbilt now I know that is his school and that you know all that stuff but Vanderbilt that's fun to say man Vanderbilt Uh, Dylan says, I saw your comment, uh, Craig, um, you can call, but I mean, we're almost done. So maybe call in tomorrow, Craig, do that. Call in tomorrow. Um, Dylan says, ask Blake, what do you predict the record next year? Uh, Dylan, that's way too far away from me. I don't like doing that at least until the summer. Um, I want to get the coaching hires in here before I ever make a prediction. I want to get the coaching hires in here and I'm not trying to deflect here. I'm not trying to deflect. I would just rather the coaching hires get made. Uh, Reed says, ask Blake odds on having Freeman and uh, Terry Joseph in purple and gold. Reed, I don't like speaking in absolutes. I absolutely hate speaking in absolutes. But I do feel very confident. Here's what I feel confident in. I feel confident in that Cor- uh, Corey Freeman. What was I saying? Marcus Freeman might be your guy. And if he wants Terry Joseph, I feel very good that they'll do that. But the only caveat for Terry Joseph will be, does Marcus Freeman want him? Does he want him? Jamie says, ask Blake, do you hear the comments that Nick Saban said about Pete and what kind of offensive mind he is? Yeah, I did. The RPO stuff, brilliant offensive mind I did. And I, I mentioned that yesterday and kind of got poo-pooed on uh, today and – by some people calling me a fake insider and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it you know, whatever, got poo-pooed on. So I don't care because they poo-pooed on Joe Brady. Who is this young buck, this red-headed guy? He looks like a ginger, ginger, you know. Anyway, Mark says on YouTube, he says, Ask Blake, when Freeman becomes a head coach, what school names would you throw out there that would be a good spot? So let me read this again. When Freeman becomes a head coach, what school names would you throw out there that would be a good spots for him? Um, I would assume his first choice would be going back to the Midwest. Uh, I would assume that one of if one of those schools, if a Big Ten school opens up, he would definitely go there. He would definitely, definitely go there. Uh, Lee says everyone asks about a D line coach, but isn't. Uh, That, what Coach O is also, wasn't a D-line coach for other schools in the Saints. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Let's see. Adam LeBlanc says, ask Blake, what caused the SEC to blackball Bo Davis? Uh, Was it a show clause? Yes, Adam, it was. It was a show clause. Um, And you know what's interesting to me? A booster told me this today. Okay, let me tell you what this booster told me. He said, you know what I would have done if I was Edwards wrong." He said that, well, I'm going to leave that one alone. But basically, they should have hired Bo Davis. They should have hired Bo Davis because the SEC has no standing ground whatsoever on that. And if that was your guy and, and run him out there, make him do a press conference and say, hey, this guy served his time. What are you going to do about it now? Somebody needs to do that. Maybe not LSU. I wish in Alabama would do it. But Alabama, look, Nick Saban knows where his bread's buttered. He knows where his bread's buttered. That's why he never brought Bo Davis back. Rashad said, ask Blake, I think LSU should let you convince Freeman to come. I, I would love to give the, get the shot. I would love to get the shot because he wouldn't have let, well, I'm not going to say that, but I'd love to give it a shot, but I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to. I think it needs to uh, come with itself. Um, Ty says ask Blake have you heard what Matt Muscona said about the offensive uh, offensive coordinator and pass game coordinator hires he was fussing a few weeks ago about wanting younger guys we hire younger guys and today he was pitching a fit like a four year old because they don't have experience and they're not big uh, they're not big names I did hear a little bit of it uh, I did hear a little bit of it uh, here's my thing about all of this and let me just say this here's my here's my thing Number one, if you want young, innovative minds, um, they're normally not going to have a lot of experience. Now, if you want to go down the route that Joe Brady was a guy, well, Steve Ensminger was right next to him, go watch every film from 2019 and who was sitting to the right of Joe Brady, DJ Mangus. DJ Mangus has been with that man for two years and has been in his head and has been in his mind and they have communicated about what plays they want to run. That does not bother me. Jake Peets is a guy that was actually, um, was actually if I'm not mistaken, I, I know about one with uh, Josh McDaniels when he was supposed to be the offensive coordinator for the Colts and then all that crap fell through, but he was another one and all that crap fell through. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Nick says, ask Blake your opinion, Brennan or Johnson as a starter. Johnson. I don't have any faith in Miles Brennan. I th- Here's what I think. I think he's a good talent. I hope that he, if he does, if he is a star at LSU, I hope he has a lot of success. I hope that he has a lot of success a lot of places, wherever he goes, I hope, him, I hope the kid will. But he was hurt in 2017, he was hurt in 2018, he was hurt in 2019, and he was hurt in 2020. The kid is always hurt. In 2018, Joe Burrow had a dislocated shoulder, throwing shoulder, and could not go run out there and was hurting the whole time, and they couldn't throw in Miles Brandon because he was also hurt. And Joe and Joe Burrow ran his happy ass out there and saved you from really putting a walk on out there. Um, let's see. Kyle says, "Ask Blake." You, the man. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, man. Paul says, "Blake love the channel. Always great insight and truth from you. No sugarcoating. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that." Russ says, ask Blake, he asked about the." Sh- he asked, "What is a show clause?" Um, did he? Mm-mm. Maybe he did. I forgot. I didn't. Maybe he did. That's my fault. Basically, when you when you a show clause is when you get in uh, pot with a violation, and when you get pot with that violation, the SEC deems that you can't be in the SEC for a certain amount of time, and you have to be out. Uh, a certain amount of time. Sometimes they could do a certain amount of time in college football, SER conference football, and there you have to pay a fine and stuff like that. Um, let's see. A couple more and we're going to get out of here. Man, we've been here an hour and four minutes. Uh, Deboot Miller says, ask Blake, we only losing one player on defense, so we should be the hot spot to All-American quarterbacks. Actually, Deboot, we're losing two. We're losing Jacoby Stevens and we're losing Jabril Cox. But, yes, I mean, everybody else is returning. Uh, Jamie said, source said today Bo Davis is going to Texas. Yes, Jamie, they actually confirmed that I think around lunchtime that he is going to Texas. So there you go. I mean, LSU wanted him, Ole Miss wanted him, and then Texas got him. Oh, and who did uh, Bo Davis work for and get the show clause against? The University of Alabama and Nick Saban. Come on, man. Come on. I mean that is the the number one crazy thing. I, I mean, come on. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, "Ask Blake." I had too bad Bill O'Brien isn't with the Texans anymore. Saints could have gotten Watson for half a pot of gumbo and Andrew's Pete. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, Adam LeBlanc said, "Ask Blake is Scone one of the ones throwing you shade on your name." Nope, he was not. Nope, he was not. At least I did. I don't know about it. No, it was somebody else that um, threw some shade at my name and called me a fake insider and said that. Well, what does he know? Just so, so what? His story broke 15 minutes before LSU confirmed it. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, whatever, man. Like, I don't care. I don't care. If you want to throw uh, gorilla dookie at me, I don't care. You want to throw poo at me? You want to take? Um, you want? What did he call? Uh, what did he say? If you want to? Uh, what did he not? He the re. This is what he said: that I take stuff and throw uh, like a monkey throws stuff up on a wall and to see what sticks. That's what he called me. I'm a crazy monkey running around throwing stuff up on the wall. I'm not going to name him. Um, wasn't Bo uh, David says? Wasn't Bo the fall uh, the full the fall guy for Bama? Yeah, he was. Kirk's all. Paul says Dan Blake working overtime. Yeah, we are, but we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. All right, guys, this is the last episode for the week. We will see you again if Marcus Freeman comes. No, I'm just joking. I I, I shouldn't be doing that to y'all. But we will see you again shortly. My name is Blake Rafinos. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go do that right now. $100 gift card giveaway. Go do it. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the little notification bell. Go do it. All right, you guys have a good night. Peace out.